This episode of Gidlet These Days is sponsored in part by Book Riot Newsletters. Did you know Book Riot has over 25 newsletters covering every genre as well as book news and deals? Sign up for book deals to get notified about the best book sales of the day, handpicked by our editorial staff. There's Today in Books, our daily newsletter summing up the most interesting headlines from the book world every day. And don't miss our newest newsletter, Our Queerest Shelves, which will deliver LGBTQ plus news and recommendations straight to your inbox. We've also got newsletters for horror fans, romance readers, YA lovers, mystery thriller aficionados, and more. Just go to bookriot.com slash newsletters to sign up for the newsletters that are most interesting to you. That's bookriot.com slash newsletters. and welcome to the 50th episode of Kidlit These Days, a book ride podcast. At Kidlit These Days, we are your kidlit connoisseurs, pairing the best of children's literature with what's going on in the world today. I'm Nasra Javed, alongside Nicole Young, and we are here to have conversations that create opportunities for parents, grandparents, teachers, librarians, and all who love children's books to engage in the world through literature in the deeper and broader way. We are recording on March 5th, 2021, and on today's episode, we are highlighting non-binary characters in children's literature as we continue our celebrations of Women's History Month. But first, hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi, Nasra. Um, I'm doing all right. You and I both said before we started recording, it has been a Monday. <laughs> Um, but we're here. I made it. <laughs> yes, uh, I am definitely uh, like recording this episode is one of the high points of my Monday today. So I'm very excited to share some reads and just uh, like discuss some uh, fantastic middle grade reads with all our listeners. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I um, I loved it when you proposed this because we were talking last week about women or last episode about Women's History Month. It's still Women's History Month. Um, and like, how do we include and how do we make space for non-binary, uh, gender non-conforming people in months like this, right? Um, I think it's such a great and important um, thing to ask and say. And I'm excited to explore, particularly in um, middle grades literature, because I think uh, Matthew and I did an episode where we kind of talked about picture books that talked about gender non-conforming trans um, um, and uh, non-binary people in children's lit or in picture books. And I think that that's an important space to begin, but um, it was fun doing some researching this week about what exists in the middle grade space. So. Absolutely. I think uh, for me personally, um, I, I identify as a cisgendered uh, woman, but when I was like around that age where I was uh, getting into middle grade literature, I just remember it being such an important part of um, the identifying with what I was going through. Like I remember Jacqueline Wilson, her books were, um, I, I grew up in Abu Dhabi or I think UAE and we had very little access to books published in America. And Jacqueline Wilson was one of the authors whose entire works used to be available. And I remember just like reading her books and um, feeling like, you know, seen in terms of like the struggle that I was going through just like uh, as a girl. And um, I just think that literature is a very important part, even in those years. So it's not just um, 
like I was telling you before as well, it's not just like around the time when kids start to explore young adult literature that they start ident- like realizing their identity. It, like, it's an ongoing process for them. And I think it's important for them to read works that make them seen throughout that process. Agreed. And I mean, I'm also a cisgender Black woman, and I can say the same thing for me in terms of middle school when I, or middle grades rather, when I was reading, like starting middle grades books like 10, 8, 9, 10. Um, I, I just, every time there was a Black character, I just leapt on those books. I devoured those books because it was so lovely. Um, it was so lovely to be seen. Um, and so I think as we continue to as our world continues to evolve and our language around gender and gender presentation and identity evolve. um, I hope that we're like helping to promote books that allow children again, like you said, for themselves to see themselves. Um, So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Before we head off into our discussion, do you want to uh, tell our listeners about our first sponsor? For sure. All right. So this episode of Kidlet These Days is sponsored by Wild Outside by Les Stroud. From surviving a frigid night in northern Canada to munching on grubs in the Australian outback, Les Stroud's passion for the outdoors has driven him to some of the planet's most remote and beautiful locations. In Wild Outside, he invites readers into his world of wilderness adventures with fast-paced stories, nature facts, and practical advice for spending time outside. Featuring kid-friendly activities and tips like how to safely observe wildlife, Stroud shows readers that adventures Adventures await, whether in the jungle or a city park. Andrew P. Barr's dramatic illustrations amp up the excitement alongside photos of Survivor Man's adventures. Lestrade is a celebrated Canadian survival expert, filmmaker, and musician credited with creating the survival TV genre, and he remains a prolific artist focused on celebrating nature. Um, I love the sound of this book. I would have uh, devoured this as a kid. Nature facts were my favorite thing. I don't know. Okay, so you were in the UAE growing up. I lived in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And at the library, there was this, I I don't know what it was. It was like a computer, but it was like housed in this box. And you could go in and like type in your favorite animals. And then it would just print out all these nature facts about your favorite animals. So I lived at that little box whenever it was in, uh, when it was. So yeah, this, this book sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. This sounds like awesome even to pick up now. Like I am obsessed with the Australian outback, like any books that are set in there. Even now as an adult, like I seek out mystery reads, any literary fiction that's set there so yeah this sounds fascinating (laughs) i love that that. um so yes i am excited to dive into this topic today we're talking about non-binary middle grades novels or middle grades novels that feature non-binary leads um and so nisra do you want to kick us off and and maybe on definitions or what you found in some of the blogs that you've read Yes, so I wanted to, I'm going to leave a link to the blog that I'm going to mention now in um, in the show notes, but just to give everyone a gist of what it talk, it's talking about is, and what we are trying to achieve here as well, is that um, it's a it's a blog post in Publishers Weekly, and it was uh, written by M.G. Hennessy, who is an ally of the, and supporter of the Transgender Law Center, Center as well as the Gender Spectrum. Um, and they talk about uh, just how uh, there is a need for middle grade literature to 
uh, normalize the non-binary and non-binary characters who are going through and just um, who are struggling to identify or just find their place and like where exactly do they fit in. And so Hennessy Talk is very vocal about how uh, these characters often are rare are rarely found in middle grade novels and then whenever they are found in let's say young adult literature or like uh much like more adult leaning towards new adult literature there always is like a warning or um like it's always as uh, like shown as a unique thing rather than normalized and Hennessy points out like the importance of uh, making it more normal and especially in middle grade literature and uh, Hennessy talks about how uh, with when George by um, Alex Gino came onto onto the uh, like onto the surface and how so many children and parents like how it was a sensation primarily because of how it just normalized this like not fitting in or just you know uh, being who you are being hundred percent who you are so and they. The blog post is fantastic because it divides like it has a fantastic reading list that you can start from uh, for younger readers for like around five to seven. And then there are reads for readers eight and above and then 12 and above. So it's a very curated list uh, in terms of age as well as topics it discusses. So it's a it's a fantastic resource for parents who are looking to curate their li- children's libraries now. And I know for sure that I'm going to keep it handy, even though my daughter is only two right now. Um, but I'm always thinking of ways to plan out her future library and just keep an eye on things and um, just... You could, like like we discussed even in the last episode, it's never too early to start having conversations with your children and um, making the just turning them into good, accepting human beings. Yeah, and I think you and I talked before about just definitions, right? And so, like non-binary, gender non-conforming, those are terms that are relatively new in our conversation. While the idea of a non-binary transgender or two-spirit person is like a long existing idea that has existed in many cultures for many years. Um, But so when we talk about non-binary, right, we're saying non-binary is a gender identity. It's just like male and female, androgynous or any other, you know, gender identity. Um, And it just means that it's a non-conformity to this this binary that we've created about only girls, only boys, right? Um, and so I think that there are so many good resources that are out now um, that just help parents, educators, anyone who's trying to have conversations with kids about identity, to your point, just normalize it. And to the blog's point, normalize it. Um, one of my good friends works at the National Black Justice um, Coalition, which focuses on um, creating safe spaces for LGBTQ youth, Black LGBTQ youth. And they did a partnership with Cartoon Network not too long ago. Um, I think there's a, a show called Steven's Universe. Yeah, it's Steven's Universe. And they did a cartoon strip with Steven's Universe around gender identity and really just trying to normalize they, them, using different pronouns, she, her, asking people what their pronouns are, stating your pronouns if you're a cisgender person like me, um, so that we just normalize the idea that there are different gender presentations. Um, so I'll link that in the bio too. Um, I thought that was really great. I know that a lot of kids, you know, um, like Steven's Universe and other cartoons like that. And so it was great that they did this little campaign around just, you know, getting people more comfortable with the terms. And to your point, like not making it 
salacious to be non-gender gender conforming or non-binary, um, but that it is a gender identity in the same way that the ones that we typically think of are. I, I that, that sounds fantastic. And uh, I, I hadn't heard of the Cartoon Network show, but I was like growing up again, a huge fan of Cartoon Network. So I'm definitely going to check that one out too. For sure. And then, so we, you, we had the idea to reach out to our other Book Riot contributors and um, folks. And so we put an ask out there for, and I'm so glad that we did because I wouldn't have had this list of um, middle grade novels without those contributions from other Book Riot um, writers and contributors. Um, but just asking um, for recommendations. And so Danica Ellis um, sent us this LGBTQ reads list um, and they have a list of um different books that are feature LGBTQ um, leads in children's literature and they have a middle grade section. And I love it because it's split out by gender if you're looking for so, so a queer cis male protagonist, they have a list of books, um, middle grades books with that or a queer cis female protagonist or a transgender girl, transgender boys, intersex, non-binary. They list off those books. And of course, there are too few um, and I also would stress too few non-binary characters of color also represented in these spaces. Um, but it, it's a good starting point and a really great list. And it helped us form the list that we're going to talk about later in the book talk. Um, and then I also asked uh, for folks to just share what they would have liked to see in terms of representation in kids' literature when they were small. Some of the non-gender or non-gender uh, conforming or non-binary folks on the Book Riot team. And one answer we got from Andy uh, Minshew I thought was lovely, which is, um, I would, I would have liked to have stories about non-binary main characters who were happy and thriving. It took a long time for me to come out in part because of all the books I read about trans people being as college students. Um, they weren't really LGBTQ middle grades, but, um, portrayed as emotional turmoil and social rejection, um, in terms of coming out. And while I think those stories are important, it would have been nice as a preteen to have books that showed us it's possible to have a fulfilling life and find people who accept you for who you are. Um, and so, yeah, for sure. In the book talk, I, I hope we're, we're trying to promote books that allow um, non-binary kids to just see themselves and see themselves thriving and having interesting, fun adventures um, aside from the emotional turmoil of, of coming out. Um, so Nasir, will you take us to our next sponsor and then we'll head into our book talk. Absolutely. Uh, so our second sponsor is Scaredy Cat, written by James Patterson and Chris Garbenstein, and it's published by Jimmy Patterson Books. When shelter cats Pasha and Pooh move in with their new human family, they find themselves up against a ghostly bully. Scaredy Cat demands they follow his rules or he'll cause all kinds of trouble, knock over lamps, spill kitty litter, and even get them shipped back to the animal shelter. But Pasha and Poop are stubborn and rebellious. They won't follow the Scaredy Cat's ridiculous rules like all of the other pets on the block. Together, they set out to find the truth behind who the scaredy cat really is and how they can end his mischief-making for good. This is the next Biviscuit blockbuster from the best-selling author James Patterson, who has also authored works such as Cat vs. Dog and Word of Mouse. The creator, and he's also the creator of Max Einstein and Middle School series, and he specially founded Jimmy Patterson imprint to publish books that young readers will love. And I, for one, am super excited to check out a book where the main cats are Pasha and Poop. 
uh, and it's it just sounds like such a good time, and I know really for sure. Does. <laughs> and and there's a ghostly bully, and yeah. uh, just like I just love it. I I I know for sure that's like that has automatically gone on my radar. A so if you cat bully, that is yeah, I just love that so much. <laughs> so if you would like to check out um, how Pasha and Boop uh, sort of find their way out of trouble in this one check out scaredy cat by james patterson and chris gravenstein um so i would love to introduce our book talk segment so as always you can hit us up at the hashtag kidlit these days on twitter um and we will include all of the books that we mention here um, at in our show notes at bookriot.com slash listen. You can find this episode of Kidlet These Days, which is the 50th episode, which is wild. Um, and then you can email us, please, at kidlitthesedays at bookriot.com. We are providing you with some great suggestions um, that we have, but we always want to know if there's something that we've missed. So feel free to email us or hit us with the hashtag. Um, so I will start us off with our book talk segment. Um, this was a recommendation from Alice Natal. Uh, so thank you so much for this, Alice. Um, this book is called The Strange World's Travel Agency by L.D. Lipinski. It's got a sequel coming out soon as well. The author is non-binary and it has a minor non-binary character appearing in the story. Um, and there are two protagonists. One is a young trans man and the other is a queer cis girl. Um, and it's just two protagonists having a magical adventure is what Alice shared. Um, so again, that is The Strange World's Travel Agency by L.D. Lipinski. Awesome. Uh, my, sec- my first recommendation is The Witch Boy by Molly Ostertag. And I picked this up just because... Uh, anything like it's just anything to do with witches and like wizards it's already up my alley and i like even when i was younger anything with a hint of adventure i think is such a fantastic way to just get kids into that love for reading Mm -hmm. and again like um like and andy mentioned just uh you know see them having happy like adventurous lives while learning to come to terms with their identity and this is a graphic novel, and it deals with um, 13-year-old Aster, whose family, all the girls are raised to be witches, and the boys are raised to be shapeshifters. And there is no, like, no no girl can be a shapeshifter and no boy can be um, a witch. And, it, and otherwise they're exiled. But Aster is fascinated by the world of, like, by the practice of witchcraft and... Um, when a mysterious danger threatens the other boys, Aster can actually help. But the only way he can help is by uh, practicing or by implementing what he's learned in his through his intrigue of um, witchcraft or being a witch. And so this book, in a very fascinating way, tackles like gender roles, societal expectations, and just uh, like characters identifying. Uh, as non-binary or because Astrid does not uh, conform to the typical uh, gender roles, he is uh, constantly like looked down by his family, but he can actually shine um, in this, like in this role that he, that his family does not see him in. And it's a very, like, there's a lot of adventure, there's witches, there's like hexes, 
um but also at the same time aster just going through the on, on this journey to becoming his best like his best self I so love that it's a series too right uh, yeah, it, it's this is the first book. It's called The Witch Boy by Molly Osterdog. Thank you. Okay, so I have Anna on the Edge by AG Sass, or I'm sorry, by AJ Sass. Um, 12-year-old Anna Marie Jin, the reigning US juvenile figure skating champion, is not a frilly kind of uh, dress kind of kid. So when Anna learns that the next season's program will be princess-themed, doubt forms fast. Still, Anna tries to focus on training and putting together a stellar routine worthy of a national success. Once Anna meets Hayden, a transgender boy new to the rink, thoughts about the princess program and gender identity begin to take center stage. And when Hayden mistakes Anna for a boy, Anna doesn't correct him and finds comfort in this boyish identity when he's around. As their friendship develops, Anna realizes that it's a tricky it's tricky juggling two different identities on one slippery sheet of ice. And with a major competition approaching, Anna must decide whether I d- telling everyone the truth is worth risking years of hard work and sacrifice. So this was recommended by Andy Minshew. Thank you so much for that recommendation. It's Anna on the Edge by AJ Sass. Next up, uh, I have a book called Catty Wampus by Ashwan Arterloo. And this features witches. Again, there's a theme to all my picks, always. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, um, the reason I really wanted to mention this because we have two young witches uh, who are dealing with big life changes. We have Katie Bird and Delpha. And Katie has Katie Bird has re- recently learned that she's intersex, and Delphi is dealing with her father's abandonment, and um, and on top of that, like on top of just like these big revelations and just working through those, they have in their practices of being witches accidentally resurrected an entire graveyard of fighting ancestors. You know. Like you do. So uh, it's just, um, they're like their homemade wands, outhouses who remember yes. when they were trees, <laughs> uh, raccoon pets feuding zombies, hexes, but also um, like there's this fan- like a fantastic, uh, from especially uh, from like, dif- I was looking to see what other readers thought of it. And uh, they were just talking about how... Um, how they ha- they were having such a fantastic time reading the book, but at the same time they were very aware of just like the inner struggles of Katie Bird and Delpha, but were so happy to see them like victorious and like you know like succeeding in what they were trying to do, like on the adventures they were embarking on. And I think that's the sort of uh, that's the reason why we took this initiative or like just wanted to talk about these books in particular. Just you know these like. It's uh, if it like no matter what you identify as, or no matter how, um, like it's you can still have a, you know you can live, lead a happy life, and it's you're you're perfect the way you are. So the book is called Catty Wampus by Ash Van Otterloo. I love this. Also, Mister, I feel like you we can do a whole episode on a subgenre of like <laughs> witchy trans or non-binary middle grade novels. <laughs> Yeah, that is my, that is, I have uh, realized my wheelhouse, like all my reads from now on is 
it, it, they have to be in that category. It's such a good, it's such a good subgenre. And I see the book you've got coming up next, which I, I absolutely love that book. Um, Spin With Me is my um, next one. It's by Amy Polanski. Um, in this elegant dual narrative, Essie is a 13-year-old girl feeling glum about starting a new school after her professor dad takes a temporary teaching position in a different town. She has... Uh, she has 110 days here and she can't wait for them to be over. And when she meets Ollie, who's also who is non-binary, Ollie has beautiful eyes and a confident smile. And soon Essie isn't counting down the days until she leaves so much as she's dreading when her time with, with Ollie will end. Um, meanwhile, Ollie is experiencing a crush of their own on Essie. And as Ollie struggles to balance their passion for queer advocacy with their other interests, they slowly find themselves finding falling for a girl whose stay is about to come to an end. Can the two unwind their merry-go-round feelings before it's too late? Um, this one, similar to you, I was reading all of the like reviews, the reader reviews, what people were saying about this book, and so many readers were saying they just loved the fact that this was a non-binary middle grade romance. It just seems it's just really sweet um, and really lovely. Um, and so I am excited to recommend that. So that's Spin With Me by Amy Polanski. Now, your next one I love so much. I <laughs> do. Go ahead. I, I'm super. I haven't had a chance to read this one, but uh, it's written in uh, like prose form. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to see like how uh, I'll talk about the book in just a minute, but how that has been dealt with. So my next pick is The Moon Within by Aida Salazar. Uh, so we have Sally Rivera, uh, and her life is swirling with questions about her changing body, her attraction to a boy, and her best friend's exploration of what it means to be gender fluid. And but most of all, like the biggest thing that she is struggling with is her mother's insistence to have a moon ceremony when she has her first period, and it's an ancestral Mexico rit- ritual um, that her community has reclaimed, but she does not want to be any part of it and so she we just follow her as she is going through these struggles of like of um being torn between her best friend marco and the guy she likes who does not treat her best friend marco uh as respectfully as he should and uh who does not who's like less accepting of their of what marco is going through and um, we just follow her as she's like navigating all these changing relationships while being there for her best friend as he like as they're going through their transition. This is a novel in verse, and it also like it, it features multiple like diverse perspectives. We have a trans character. We have and there are like uh, elements of Mexican his perspective, Puerto Rican Mexican history, and um, it's it's a fantastic addition to the middle grade like canon i feel yes i love this book um i when we talked about it the last time on kidlet it was in our body positivity episode um especially because we want it because like there's this whole theme around her her first period and all of these things um but i really um i love the marco the side the best friend character here and of course we wanted to focus on leads but i think also just in general seeing more um, non-binary characters in children's literature is is better. Um, and so Marco is gender fluid. Um, and I just love this book. Aida Salazar is is a gorgeous writer. And this, this novel and verses are so hard. And um, she nails it. It's so good. 
Um, coming out on June 8th, this book is called Both Can Be True. It's by, by Jules Machais. Um, Ash is no stranger to feeling like an outcast. For someone who cycles through genders, it's a daily struggle to feel in control of how people perceive you. Some days, Ash is undoubtedly a girl, but other times, 100% a guy. Daniel lacks control, too, of his emotions. Um, he's been told he's oversensitive at some times, um, more than he can count. And he can't help the way he is, and he sure wishes someone would accept him for it. So when Daniel's big heart leads him to rescue a dog that's about to be euthanized, he's relieved to find Ash is willing to help the two bond over their four-legged secret. And when they start catching feelings for each other, they go things go from cute to complicated. Daniel thinks Ash is a girl. What happens when he finds out that there's more to Ash's story? With so much on the line, truth, identity, acceptance, and the life of an adorable pup named Chewbarka. <laughs> Will <laughs> Ash and Daniel forever feel at war within themselves because they don't fit into the world's binaries? Or will their friends help them embrace the beauty of living in between? So um, this is, again, it's coming out on June 8th, and I haven't read it yet, but I'm so excited about this book. It looks like another beautiful romance. It's also just about um, eschewing these kind of binaries that our world creates, not just around gender, but about so many aspects of identity, right? Like, are you nerdy or are you a jock? Are you, you know, are you this, are you that? Um, and I think any of these things, I think um, talking about non-binary identity and queerness as an identity, right, is also about queerness and non-binary-ness as a as a politic, right? And I think in general, all of these books, I hope, um, exposing all children to to books about non-binary identities allow them to recognize that they don't have to be one thing or another in multiple facets of their life, right? Like you don't have to be either or. Whoever has told you that either or is the only choice, um, it, it's not the only choice. And so it's exciting to see books like this that are really pushing this idea of binaries and 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 do we have to accept binaries or can we reject them and just be our complicated multifaceted selves. So that's coming out on June 8th. Both can be true. And it's by uh, Jules Machais. I love that. Uh, I love that so much. And I agree with it so much just because uh, I think even as adults, that's something uh, like that's hard to come to terms to like, you yes. know, just uh, like, I have multitudes. I can take multitudes. multitudes. I don't have to be either or. It's a, exactly. It's a daily struggle to be like, actually, I don't have to do that. Mm-mm. And I and I just like uh, just go like listening to your picks and just uh, some of the picks that I was when I was researching researching for the podcast. I just they just make me so happy because I'm excited for my daughter to grow up in a world where when as she like grows up, she can just like. Uh, explore who she wants to become rather than uh, and I hope it only gets easier for and en- for her yes. and anyone out there that yes. they can just be whatever they like whatever they want to be in whatever area right so like yes. it doesn't have to be either or they can wear this or not that and just say but that that sounds that sounds amazing that book uh, and I think it fits – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say to your point about, like, I hope it gets easier, right? Like, you, the blog post you mentioned at the beginning, right, about normalizing non-binary or non-gender conforming um, identities is is about that, right? Like, if we make it easier for this group of people to be who they are, in theory, it makes all of us, all of our children, all of the children that we are trying to bring up in this world, it makes it easier for them to be who they are. 
And I think the next pick fits well into, uh, like, complements your pick well. It's called Zenobia July by Lisa Bunker. And um, I haven't had a chance to read this yet. But again, like, when I was uh, going through the comments and just reading what people had thought of this book, and the one of their things that they loved about... Um, one of the things that they loved about this book was that there is a main, like a trans main character, but it wasn't um, the the book or the story wasn't about that. Like, so it was a very important part of just like the story, but it wasn't like it wasn't showing their suffering or their struggle, but was showing them in a very normal, um, like th- there were mentions of their struggles, but it was showing them in a very normal like role and just everyday. Uh, struggle of just being an adolescent so uh, just a little bit about the book Um, after the death of her parents Zenobia moves to Maine so that she can live with her two aunts and she meets uh, like a group of supportive friends and is trying to decide if she wants to tell them that she used to be a boy and uh it's like and she fi- and like Zenobia fights cybercrime in her like free time and she also like potentially commit some of her own and there's just like there's just like a lot of cyber heisty stuff going on in here and um but she's a very well-rounded character she's very like lovable and there's just a fantastic diverse set of characters and we just learn her story um through this mystery that's at the center of it so like there's a different like a mystery related to the cyber crime that's going on so it's interesting you can read it just for the heisty stuff if you're interested in just cyber the cyber technology but also just like if you want to spend and go like have a good time with just a lovable character and just get to know them and uh just their struggles or uh but just like in a way that makes you feel seen that yeah like you know like that that I understand that I get that, so um, it's Zenobia July by Lisa Bunker. I love that. Um, and then my last pick is um, King of the Dragonflies. It's by Kaysen Calendar. We tried on this episode to try to feature as many as we could own voices books, so books written by non-binary authors um, or queer authors about non-binary characters. Um, some of them were and. Um, this one is not actually about a trans, uh, a non-binary protagonist, but the author themselves is a non-binary writer. So I just wanted to highlight that. So King of the Dragonflies by Case and Calendar, a non-binary writer. Um, and the book is about 12-year-old Kingston James, who is queer, um, and his brother Khalid. Um, and his brother Khalid is turned into a dragonfly. And so when Khalid unexpectedly passes away... Um, he sheds what was his first skin to live another life down in the bayou by their in their small Louisiana town. And so Khalid still lives in dreams and King must keep those secrets to himself as he watches his family grief um, grieve. And it would be easier if King could talk with his best friend, Sandy Sanders. But just days before he died, Khalid told King to end their friendship after overhearing a secret about Sandy um, that he thinks he might be gay. Um, you don't want anyone to think that you're gay too. But when Sandy goes missing, sparking a townwide search, and King finds his former best friend hiding in a tent in his backyard, he agrees to help Sandy escape from his abusive father. And the two begin an adventure as they build their own private paradise down by the bayou and among the dragonflies. As King's friendship with Sandy is reignited, he's forced to confront questions about himself and the reality of his brother's death. 
Um, so again, that is uh, King and the Dragonflies, written by a non-binary author, Kaysen Callender. All right. And for my uh, last pick, I actually have two that I think are just like, um, like we mentioned before, just excellent conversation starters, just excellent beginner uh, reads to have like uh, for, ready for your child. Um, and the first one is called I Am Jazz by Jessica Herthel and Jazz Jennings. And um, this is a book that, uh, this is uh, Jazz Jennings um, draws from their life, uh, their own life experiences. And is a fantastic book that explains uh, gender identity and being trans in a very um, clear and accessible way. And it has fantastic illustrations by Sherlock McNicholas. And uh, it's like a fantastic resource to have uh, while just to start the conversation with your kids and just to um like it's just a, like it's just a nice story to read with your kids as well and the second one is uh who are you the kids guide to gender identity by brooke besson wetby and um this is aimed at children uh, older than five and it looks at difference between bodies expression and identities and also has an additional um additional section with discussion points for parents, educators, and uh, I think I, I wanted to combine these two just because I think these are uh, like these are more aimed towards resources. These act as both stories for kids, but also like fantastic resources for parents if they want to uh, if they're planning on like, you know, on how to have these conversations or um, just want to have these works handy. So again, it, the first one is I Am Jazz by Jessica Herthel and Jazz Jennings. And the second one is Who Are You? The Kid's Guide to Gender Identity by Brooke besson Wedby. Awesome. So that wraps up our book talk segment. For more book recommendations, visit bookride.com. And for more podcasts, check out bookride.com slash listen. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, we would really love your feedback on this podcast. We are deeply aware that we are cisgender women. Um, and so we want to make sure that we are making the right space when we're talking about non-binary and gender non-conforming folks that we are representing the literary world appropriately and also that we're representing the conversation appropriately. So give us feedback. We love it. Um, and you can do that. Um, you can always give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, which when you do that, it helps other people find us. Um, and then you can also find us on Twitter. I'm Nicole Young, and you can find me on Twitter at IttyBittyNY. And, and you can find me, Nasra Javed, on Twitter at Javed Nasra. That's J-A-V-E-D-N-U-S-R-A-H. And thank you so much to Dr. Baker for sound editing on this episode. If you have story ideas or if you just want to reach out to us, um, you can do that on social media using the hashtag KidLitTheseDays or email us at KidLitTheseDays at BookRiot.com. We would love to hear what you're thinking and what you would like to hear on this show. May your coming days be storied and may the good stories keep on coming. <laughs>